Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. He's breaking it down, so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, just uh, what a... What a story this man's life has been. Gianno Russo is, uh, what? I, I mean, it's a movie. His life is a movie. You know him from The Godfather and the flashback from Godfather 2, played Carlo, did a great job in that. Uh, he was in nearly 50 movies. He's got a great podcast. It's uh, it, it's must listen. I I think it's must listen, and it's the Hollywood Godfather podcast. And you hear new episodes every Wednesday on Amazon and Spotify. And I'll tell you, my and I've I've said this before, whether he's on the phone or not. One of my favorite memoirs of all time is Hollywood Godfather: My Life in the Movies and the Mob. Gianni, how are you? I'm great, man. Thank you for the introduction. You're very kind. Well, well deserved, and uh, we're talking to you uh, right after the death of of someone you played opposite, and you know someone who boy g- gave you a real beating in the movie, uh, uh, James Caan, and uh, boy that was some scene. I, I, I've got to say, uh, just uh, absolutely amazing, a stunning uh, a scene you and him, and that's one of the things that people talk about in that film uh, as much as anything is that fight. Um, any quick thoughts on James Caan? Yeah, I'm sorry, obviously, that he passed like this. I knew he was suffering because uh, we, we deal with certain memorabilia people, and they visit them, and he signs stuff. And we've been signing a lot of 50th anniversary posters and all that, and they visited him just recently in June and came to my house afterwards here on the East Coast, and they told me that he didn't look good at all. He's been in a wheelchair for two years. But my understanding that was from back pains and back, you know, injuries he had earlier on because he was such an athlete. But I don't, I still don't know what he passed from. Do you know? Does anybody I, say what he died of? I haven't heard, but they're being, uh, you know, they're they're being like a little secretive of it. But yeah, I don't know if that's just, um, you know, they're thinking, hey, it's nobody's business or or whatever. Eighty-two years old isn't old anymore, you know. I mean, it's uh, it, no. That's what I'm saying. Me being, I'll be eighty in December. Yeah, I feel like I'm, I'm fifty. I'm going on a twelve-city tour. I turned my book into a one-man show, and it's being very well received by Mohegan Sun and even the resorts. I'll be at Pollock Casino in California. I'm all over the place. So, like you're saying. 80s, go out there and do whatever you want to do, is my feeling, if you're healthy. But unfortunately, you know, without your health, you can't do anything. But uh, 82 is not old today's life, if you're living right. Hey, listen, so, uh, I've, I've seen recent pictures of you. Know what he I, died of. Yeah, I, I've seen recent pictures of you. I wouldn't want to fight you, man, let me tell you. And, and a lot of people say the same thing. <laughs> no, I stay in shape. I'm 10th degree Tai Chi Matsu. Yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm weighing 168. I mean, 158 wow. this morning, that's craziness. 
Great. I, I mean, that's what, yeah, well, definitely now I definitely don't want to fight you. Jesus, it's like uh, tight, you know, all of that. I, it's Listen, what a career. What a career. What a life uh, it, you, uh, no, you had. Great, and, the, the life is uh, is more impressive than than any of the movies that uh, that I've seen talking about lives like that. I, what about the the big screen? I, I'm sure people have talked to you about it. I'm sure people have said you know a million times. Uh, when is this going to be you know on the big screen? Uh, do you have any plans or uh, are there any serious talks or can you share that with us? Well, I'll share something with you that's really interesting. Uh, Patrick Waxberger, who just won the Oscar for producing Dakota this year, that week he called me after that, and he optioned my book, and next year it's supposed to go into production with New Line, as he the producer, and he's been with New Line for many years. So I'm excited about it. Nick Vallelongo from Green Book tried to put it together, and uh, with all the challenges that the Screen Actors Guild has given any producer now, they wanted me to put a transgender in, some black people and yellow and whatever. The color of the skin has nothing to do with my life as you read my book. Yeah. So I told them, no, I want to pull it until this changes. I'm not going to change my life story just because they want to be politically correct. I'm, I'm, they have nothing to do with my life. So I think, so I think it'll become a movie next year, hopefully. And uh, I, I'm, I'm living life to the fullest anyway. So it's great. That would be only another blessing. Yeah, I, I mean that's amazing that they'd want you to kind of like uh, politically correct your uh, your life story. I mean, it's like uh, the the purpose of your life story is to tell your life story accurately, not to not to fix it where it's sanitized for everyone. And, and listen, I'm all for certain types of political correctness and all, but that's, that's oh, we ridiculous. all are, and you you see it's reflecting on all the TV shows right now. Yeah, My you've God. seen this mixture, and God bless. Do whatever you have to do that's fair, perfect. But, like you're pointing out, if it's not part of my life, why would I add it? <laughs> <laughs> I got to hand it to you. I think I'd be tempted at, at some point, you know, I'd be tempted at some point, say, ah, go ahead, put some, uh, you know, put some woke stuff in and whatever. But I, I give you credit for standing your ground. It's terrific. Hey, let's talk about the one-man uh, show uh, a bit. And, uh, and where can people see that anywhere in the New York area anytime soon? Well, the New York area, I'll be at the uh, UPH Hall up in Saratoga. That's August 5th, the Friday night. It's called the Universal um, Preservation Hall in Saratoga. That's August 5th. Uh, at resorts in Atlantic City, October 8th. I'm all, I mean, just, I'm everywhere. I'm at the Pollock Casino in San Diego. I'm at vibrato herb alpert's restaurant on the second of october on a sunday night so i'm just going to be performing everywhere fortunately i'm in 12 cities that i know of now we're booking them constantly it's being well received i take it chronologically what you read in that book i bought all the footage of sinatra and jfk's inauguration and marilyn monroe singing some i want to make love to you from some like it hot so uh, it's a well-produced show, and uh, if you have the opportunity to see it, uh, please say hello after it. I'll be on stage with you and after it. 
So it's, you, uh, it's been a good journey. Yeah, it's it, it certainly has, and you tell the story wonderfully. It's uh, it's great. Don't you, don't change a word of it. Gianni Russo can't wait for the movie. Uh, do you have anything like a social media site or a website you can share with us? Oh yeah, guys. You know, go to GiannoRusso.com. Go to Hollywood Godfather. You know, we have all those sites are up. So we're all everywhere, fortunately. Great. And we're broadcasting everywhere. And by the way, I, I, I listen as much as I can. The Hollywood Godfather podcast is terrific. Congrats on everything. And uh, listen, uh, stay in shape. you got a long time to go. And uh, can't wait to see you up in Saratoga on the 5th. Oh, please, that's right. You can come up there. I'll be up there. Please, come on the 5th. Gianni Russo, thanks for being here. Thank you. Frank McKay. Frank... Frank, signing off. Gianni Russo has been our very special guest, and uh, Gianni uh, again is, is best known, best known as Carlo Rizzi, Connie's husband in The Godfather and Godfather Two, and uh, you know Godfather Two was a flashback scene. Um, of course, uh, we all know what happened to him in in Godfather, uh, you know, in The Godfather, but what a beating he took from James Conn, a man that we just lost. Um, recently, and and uh, James Kahn, uh, who was just amazing, he was nominated for an Academy Award. Uh, uh, amazing in that movie, and and The Godfather. Hey, you're right; he got the flashback scene too. And and Godfather Two is a uh, scene where Michael, where Michael told uh, everyone that he's joining the army. And uh, what I, I think that's what it was. That was the flashback. But anyway, Gianni Russo can be seen in there. And I kid you not, his, his book, his memoir, is uh, just terrific. The Hollywood Godfather podcast is, is interesting. He's, he's a real guy, and he, he says some very candid, candid stuff. And, um, yeah, I don't know that he was the biggest fan of James Caan. I didn't get in. I didn't want to push it. Uh, too much, you know, out of respect for James Caan and the situation, out of respect for Gianni also. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people love James Caan, James Caan, a lot of people didn't like James Caan, you know, like like me, you, and everybody else, we have our, our detractors. Hollywood Godfather, My Life in the Movies and the Mob is his book, and you know, I'd like to see it made into a film. And right, they want to. They wanted to make it politically correct. Wrong guy, by the way. Wrong guy to to ask to uh, uh, make something politically correct. He's just not made that way. And uh, you know, to everyone out there, check it out. If uh, by the way, he talks. Uh, I I have a longer interview with him. It's a it's an hour long, and it was just absolutely terrific upon the release of his book. And he uh, he talks about Marilyn Monroe, and. And having sex with Marilyn Monroe—it's a you know, it's a you know, it's an interesting story, and um, there's no one to dispute it because it's a, only the, the the only two people who could say yes and no was him and Marilyn, and you know he uh, he tells this story very graphically and kind of you know just kind of an interesting moment. He's an interesting guy, and was in you know two of the greatest movies of all time, Godfather and Godfather Two, played. Uh, Carlo Rizzi. I also played a bunch of other things. Good night, my love. Chances are the freshman. A uh, lot of, lot of, lot of good. Mo Any given Sunday, Sea Biscuit, 
Frank McKay signing off. Gianni Russo has been our very special guest. James Kahn, rest in peace. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with someone who's uh, to me is fascinating. He is, uh, he is someone who's seen it all in Hollywood and in the, in the entertainment business. And now... What he's, uh, what he's doing is, I, I, I love this, and I think a lot of people are going to love it. Uh, we had him on the show for a long interview um, in, in the past, and I'll, I'll tell you what, I got so many responses about John Davidson uh, that you, you wouldn't believe. People had uh, all kinds of stories about John Davidson, good stuff, all, all great stuff. You know him as, uh, as the host of That's Incredible, Hollywood Squares, and uh, he, he subbed uh, often for Johnny Carson and at the time, he was subbing for The Tonight Show. I mean, it was like there were three networks, and there were millions upon millions upon millions of people uh, watching him. And he, he was just a very talented guy, talented musician and singer. He's doing something much different now, as we mentioned before. I'm going to let him tell us about it. But let me bring him in. John Davidson, how are you? Frank, great to be on your show. Uh, yeah, this is a dream of mine. I... People might know me from hosting uh, the game shows, and that's incredible, and, and sitting in for Carson. But my, my love is singing with my guitar. I, I have taken over a barn in Sandwich, New Hampshire, right in the center. And it's a little, I made it into a showroom. I got pictures of myself from my Walt Disney musicals and, and uh, Las Vegas shows and all that. But it's only 44 seats. I sing with a bass player. I do a lot of jokes and funny stories about showbiz and and uh, do a lot of tunes from from uh, all over the, the 60s, 70s, and 80s. But I've also written a lot of songs. My latest song is, Spend One Night with an Old Guy and You Never Go Back to the Boys. <laughs> so it's, uh, I got a lot of uh, crazy songs and, and also the love songs as well, but uh, a lot of jokes. Uh, I think in this time, in these times, it's people want to feel good. So I do a lot of a lot of jokes, uh, and uh, it's my dream to have it have the showroom. And it, last season I was sold out for the whole summer, and now we're coming into season two of Club Sandwich in Sandwich, New Hampshire. Let me ask you this, and I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you to forgive me for speculating, right? But my my bet. And, and again, I spoke to you one time, you know, for a long time, but we didn't get into this. But my bet is that it, that you were a go-getter when you were uh, m- trying to make it like everybody in, in Hollywood, and, and you make it, right? You get there, and, and you're just part of the rat race, and you're all this. And for the first time, for the first time after it's all said and done, and you decide I'm moving to someplace that there's going to be less stress, and there's going to be... I'm going to speculate... That even if you have stress doing this or a little bit of stress, that it's nothing compared to what you were doing, uh, you know, growing up, growing in the industry, uh, and that this is more of a labor of love for you than what you did in the past. Uh, I, I think it takes a while to figure out in life what you really enjoy, but I think that that's your, that should be your mission. Uh, like you love doing radio. Uh, I think if people can figure out 
what it is that they love to do. Do they like to to uh, to write? Do they like to create art? Do they like to do a small business? Um, uh, you know, do they like to sell something, uh, or, or do they like to just sit and read? Whatever. I I figured out what I love is to sing and tell jokes with my guitar, with my with a bass player, and that's that's what I do. And and uh, it has it has. Uh, gained me friends. It has lost me friends sometimes. They say, what? what? What are you doing? I said, I like to sing with my guitar and tell jokes. So I figured that out. And, and uh, I think once you figure that out, no matter how old you are, you just do it. Because, you know, the runway is getting shorter and you got to figure out what you want to do and do it. Many people say all their life, oh, I've always wanted to play the trumpet. Always wanted to play the trumpet. And, and they never have, never took a lesson. So, I mean, it's obvious that you don't really want to play the trumpet. I really like to sing with my guitar and tell jokes. And that's what I'm doing at Club Sandwich in Sandwich, New Hampshire. What about the stress aspect of, of what I'm asking, though? Is uh, is stress a thing of the past? Uh, is it still part of your life? Is uh, is this a, a healthy stress compared to maybe what uh, what the rest of us do in the rat race? Uh, just to talk about the stress aspect of this. Well, that's an interesting question in that uh, I, think, I think stress has gotten a, a bad name. <laughs> I love to, to have a project and to try to figure out how to, I love to figure out how to do an hour, an hour and a half show and inspire people, make them laugh, make them cry, uh, grab them by the front of their shirt, not, not literally, but get their attention and hold it. Uh, my my club sandwich is a listening room. I'm not background music. I'm doing the show, and uh, I, lo- I guess I love. You can call it stress. Um, I, it's uh, I like the intensity of that. Um, I get bored, and uh, I I can sure I can read a book for a couple hours, but not all day long. And I I uh, I'm too active. I I like to. Uh, uh, play tennis. I like to ride my bike. I like to to do active things as well. And I love doing my show. At my age, performing is better than sex. Of course, at my age, most things are. <laughs> Listen, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna keep it short because I know you got a lot of people waiting to talk to you, and you're probably behind schedule. But you're terrific. Congratulations on everything. I'm going to see you up in New Hampshire one of these days, and uh, it just wonderful. All right, and we're going to talk. We're going to talk. Thanks for fitting. Go ahead. Thanks for thanks for fit, fitting me into your show. I so appreciate it, and all the best, man. Good to talk to you, John Davidson. Thanks, Frank McKay here with John Davidson, and every weekend from June 24th to October 2nd, John's performing at Club Sandwich. Doors open at 6:30. And the pre-show present, you know, and and this is in New Hampshire. So, and and by the way, it's for anyone in listening range in New York, Long Island, it it is not a far drive. And and you're going to see a guy who has uh, has had it all. I mean, I think he still has it all, right? But uh, he's he's had it all. He was, uh, you know, he... If you looked at him, he looked like uh, a Ken doll, right? He looked like a Ken doll, and and I'm not uh, being disparaging. He did. He looked, you know, he looked like a Ken doll, and he was, you know, on that's incredible. And you figure that, you know, here's this guy, you know, cut out of the '50s, you know, or something along those lines. And 
Uh, he's he's not. He's an old hippie, is what he is. He's a very liberal guy, and I you know, I know a lot of people listening are not. But he's a you know he's a very progressive guy, but he's cut himself off from the rat race. I think forty people fit into this this barn that he's taken over, and um and, and he's just doing. It. I mean, he doesn't need to. He doesn't need to do it. I think he's got plenty of money. A oh, room capacity is forty four. That's what it is. So anyway. What he's decided to do is is just this. He's uh, he's doing what he wants, and you decide for yourself, and I'll decide for myself. I'll report back uh, of whether it's enjoyable. I got to believe it is, but I also got to believe he doesn't care, right? He doesn't care whether he's um, uh, he's, he's he's not trying to win. Uh, any uh, any Grammy at this point. He's not trying to do any of those things. Uh, he's just doing what he loves. Frank McKay signing off. John Davidson has been our very special guest. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island Vibes. On 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now here's your host, Frank McKay. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a wonderful actress and author, uh, just a very talented lady and, and the mother of two, if I'm not mistaken, and the latest from her latest book, is promising to be wonderful. She's a best-selling author. And the name of the book is You and I as Mothers, A Roar and Honest Guide to Motherhood. Laura Prepon is our very special guest. You know her work from that 70s show and Orange is the New Black and How I Met Your Mother and so many other things. Laura Prepon, how are you? Hi, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Well, listen, thrilled to have you. Congratulations on the book. It's an important book because you, you you get real in it and you talk about the stresses and you talk about how to deal with the stresses. Uh, I, I love it and uh, it, it should be a big hit and it should help a lot of people. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, so far it, it's been out for about a week now um, and so far I, the response has been overwhelmingly positive and especially with what we're dealing with right now, so many of the things that I speak to in terms of, like, wait, sorry, you're going to hear my daughter, because, again, we're Great. all quarantined together, so you're <laughs> going to hear her. Um, but especially with, with everything we're dealing with right now, with the anxiety and the stresses, I mean, even just listening to the news, my stress level spikes up. So all of these things I write to in the book in regards to motherhood and dealing with all these different things, a lot of it is so relatable to what we're dealing with right right now, honestly. Yeah, and all. Um, but the response has been amazing. Yeah, well, and for good reason. In all seriousness, uh, you've never had a more guilt-free time to tell people, "Hey, buy this book. Look at this book. You know, watch this show. Watch this movie. People should be inside. People should be, you know, quarantining and keeping themselves busy, and while they're doing it. And again, my my wife and I have f- four kids. And they're a little older, so they're a little more controllable. But, you know, younger uh, 
parents, parents who have younger kids are pulling their hair out of their head. And, you know, sometimes they're ashamed to say it. You won't see it on social media. I'm pulling the hair out of my head. But your book is providing them some stress release and and some ideas for that. Uh, Can you give us, without spoiling the book, of course, we want everybody to buy the book. Give us something in the book that you think would be very helpful for young moms. Well, it's interesting that you bring that up because I specifically wrote the book while it absolutely speaks to new moms because that's when I became a new mother, that's what inspired me to write it. But in my book, I interview this wonderful group of women, completely different women, um, eccentric, like eclectic backgrounds, different professions, different children of, of all ages specifically because I wanted this book to speak to mothers of all ages. And I wanted whoever read this book to leave with tools. And not only do we all share personal stories, but we also share tools to leave the reader with. Because if you're going to take the time to read my book, I want you to leave with tools to go and like apply in your life. That's something that was really important to me. So the book is for women of all ages. Um, And also, I can't tell you how many women who've read the book who aren't yet mothers or may choose not to be, but because of what we touched on earlier about everything that we're going through, so many of these things are relatable to them. But I, I touched on things like stress reduction techniques, loss of control, self-care, um, nourishing yourself and your family. I talk about motherhood around the world because I feel like here in the U.S. we fall into these kind of social norms that aren't really you know we don't have to but we do anyway um so there's all these wonder i mean how you were mothered getting getting you to reflect on how you were mothered and how that affects you as a person and and a mother so i mean there's there's so many wonderful things in there and i each chapter i specifically chose because these were the main things that women were struggling with um so it's hard for me to pick this one, truthfully. Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I get it. And I, again, I'm I I've ordered two of the books. By the way, I got two friends that have have new kids. I, I don't know that they've come. I've kind of oh sent my it God. to them. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. That's yeah. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Because listen, I I think it's a realistic. Uh, approach and just by reading the preambles and the and the the pre-releases and the releases and everything else look we grew up with the the Brady Bunch or I did you know grew up watching the the Brady Bunch and you see these false <laughs> looks at what everything is and everybody's supposed to be happy and smiling and they'll give exactly. out that sigh or whatever the, the truth of the matter is we're trying to keep we're, we're trying to keep the mothers from pulling the hair out of their heads and and <laughs> right. especially I mean you guys have four kids I'm sure, I'm sure you've seen it all <laughs> Point. <laughs> well, definitely, and and the thing is, uh, thankfully, they're all great. I mean, they they've all they've all turned out uh, nicely and all that. And, but uh, you know, the the truth of the matter is, we really don't have that those idyllic um, upbringings. It, it, you know, unusual upbringings is you know what we've come right. from, and I think you too, right? You've come from an un you know you're not a traditional Brady Bunch type upbringing either. You do no, a lot of gosh, no, <laughs> I'm like the opposite. No, but that's the other thing, too, is, like, you bring up a very good point, which is that, and especially on social media, I know that sometimes people are like, oh, this is an honest gram, and they try to be, like, honest about the situation. Whatever. I mean, here's the thing. I, which is cool and all, I I just, like, it's a conversation. The reason I wrote this book is because I felt like there was a conversation that we weren't really having yet, which is 
it's okay that we don't have it all figured out at any age, by the way. It's like, because when I, as example, I have one of my really good friends back in LA, her daughter's 18 years old. My daughter at the time was 18 months old. And we were both so stressed out and scared about this loss of control because her daughter was leaving to go to Europe and study abroad and she was having a heart attack. And I was totally terrified about my daughter because I was really dealing with a lot of, um, I was still struggling with postpartum anxiety and all this crazy stuff that I had never dealt with before. But I was stressed out about lack of control for a very different reason, but we were both really struggling. So again, it's one of those subjects where the tools I give to lower stress and deal with loss of control, you know, applied to her as well as it did to me. Um, but no, there, I grew up in a very weird upbringing that when I look back to my upbringing, you know, cause innately that's what we turn to. I came into confrontation with, um, with a lot of stuff that was not okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> and it's... for the first time in my life, I had to really look at that and, and I write about it in my book, but it was, I gotta say, it was, it was tough to look at that stuff. Listen, congratulations on everything. Uh, it just a, a wonderful career, writing and acting, of course. Uh, but thank you very much for being here. Thank you for writing an honest book. It's uh, it's it's terrific. I can't wait to get uh, get a hold of it myself. And I'm I, I'm a big fan of yours. I think you're wonderful, and I think you're you're very honest and very down to earth. Good luck with everything. Good luck with the quarantine. Do you have a website or a social media site you want to point us to? Yeah, it's at Laura Prepon. Laura, my thank- website is lauraprepon.com, and then all of my socials are at Laura Prepon. Way to go, and good luck on everything. It's going to be a big hit, and thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for having me. Laura Prepon, everyone, has been our, has been our very special guest. She is best known as Donna Pinciata. From Pinciadia, Pinciadia. I'm sorry. From that '70s show, I've I've watched that show. Uh, that, yeah, that's not the Brady Bunch per se. That's a uh, it's a much different uh, look than the Brady Bunch. But again, you knew her as Donna. She was the the uh, love interest of Eric and uh, part of an ensemble cast that uh, went on to a lot of famous uh, famous uh, places. Uh, Ashton Kutcher, of course, was in there. Marlos Kunis. Uh, was in there, just a terrific actress, a wonderful lady. And again, uh, you know her from there, you know her from that 70s show, you know her from How I Met Your Mother. She did a, a stint on there, and Orange is the New Black, a long stint on that show, and she's, and she's a best-selling uh, author, uh, has a weight loss book that's supposed to be terrific. And this book, again, is called You and I as Mothers, a Roar, and honest guide to motherhood, and and like I said, it's uh, it's it's great that she gets into it. If again, we didn't have a lot of time with Laura here, but if you uh, if you read uh, the book, and I've just read the preambles and the and the uh, the pre releases, press releases, and so forth, I, you know, she's she's talking about being stressed out. She's talking about uh, you know just being at wit's end. And what she had to do to deal with it, and I think that's a that's a great 
uh, approach. You know, when you look at social media, I mean, even my social media, you know, we're not we're not putting our low points on the the Facebook pages or the LinkedIn or, or whatever. We're putting positive, happy, smiling faces for the most part. And, and, you know, you don't usually put, you know, the young parents that don't usually put when the kids are going crazy and refusing to listen and throwing their food across the room and babies or whatever. You know, they're, they're putting the happy, joyous uh smiling pictures and the dogs and the cats playing together and not chasing each other and chewing on each other or whatever it's uh, it's good to have a an honest look at at motherhood of course it, you know we love those the we love those other books that talk about the joys of motherhood and everything else and this does too i'm sure but again she's talking about some stress release in there and i'll, I'll give it to you again you and i as mothers, a raw and honest guide to motherhood, Laura Prepon has been our very special guest, star of that 70s show in Orange is the New Black and uh, October Road. Uh, a lot of a lot, a lot of good credits to to her resume. Uh, wonderful lady, Laura Prepon once again has been our very special guest. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long Island is definitely the place for you. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with the champ of the... Uh, uh, Fourth of July hot dog eating contest, the Nathan's famous hot dog eating contest, Mickey Sudo, and she's heard that word champ many, many times in her in her life. But this is different. She's coming back after a year of absence uh, to have her son, which is uh, just awesome. And what what a what a great reason to miss the hot dog eating son uh, contest. Uh, Mickey Sudo, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I missed, uh, I really missed competing. In 2020, we had the pandemic event with, uh, you know, no crowd. 2021, as a commentator. This was at the baseball park. I didn't get to compete. Um, so, yeah, it's been a long time coming, and uh, it's such a pleasure getting to compete again. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, it's got to be a good feeling winning, and uh, you know, does it does it ever get old? And and you know, I, I don't care whether you're you're Tom Brady or you're Muhammad Ali or you're uh, you're uh, you know someone uh, Derek Jeter. You're someone who who wins often. Uh, I always wonder, uh, is it uh, does it diminish as it goes on? Is it become old hat, or do each of these championships do they mean something oh. to you? No, no, not at all. Because like every year, there are new challenges. I mean, I, you know, I started this single, um, then I met the love of my life, and we did it as a couple, and now I get to bring my son, and we do it as a family. So there's that. Every year, I want to, you know, my first years, I had to prove that I wasn't there by accident. You know, that I actually belonged on stage. That you know, I could 
you know, that I had some longevity in this. So every year I have something to, to kind of prove to myself, um, you know, and every year the crowd's different. You've got new fans um, coming every year. So, uh, no, nothing ever gets old. Uh, I'm just, my only disappointment is that I didn't get to break my record yesterday. The numbers were low across the board, and uh, I wish I could do it again today if I, you know, <laughs> if it were up to me, we would. Yeah, well, listen. I, when they when you hold up that belt and and you know you've won and uh, you know everything else, <laughs> everything else doesn't really uh, matter. And and again, it's you're a competitor, so you uh, you want to win it all. But I've never asked you, and we've spoken uh, several times now. I've never asked you about uh, how you got into this, and it's an unusual field oh, to yeah. say the least. I, I how did you first realize that you could eat a lot of things really quick? Um, you know, I think, I don't know if it's that I, I think it just came from trying new things all the time. You know, like skydiving seemed interesting. So I did that for a while. Scuba diving was interesting. So I did that for a while. I, I mean, it's just, I, I'm not afraid to try new things. And so when I saw that my friends had gone in and tried a restaurant challenge, I'm like, I think I could do that. It's just my personality and like wanting to jump out there and like, I don't know. Um, so I didn't shy away from a challenge, and I think I just literally discovered competitive eating by accident that way. Um, you know, so, um, and now I love it. I get to travel, eat, compete, meet really cool people, and now it's even more meaningful than that because, like I said, you know, I met my fiancé, we have a kid, uh, we do it as a family, and, um, and you know, every, every event I get to make people smile and laugh, you know, just by doing what I love. Uh, how have the the crowds changed since uh, COVID, uh, personality wise? Are, are people a little more distance? Is it seem to be bouncing back, and it's it's to where it was before? Uh, is it just getting better? But what, what do you notice about the crowds since uh, the the COVID uh, pandemic? Oh, I think people have been you know eager to come back. You know, some people have been more weary than others. Um, but I think people are just excited for live entertainment and, and, and happy to be able to interact with other people again. So they're, everybody's going to do it, you know, at the pace at which they're comfortable. Um, but I've just seen like an outpour of people who are just ready um, to be back out again. Joey Chestnut, of course, was uh, your, your counterpart. He, uh, he won, uh, you know, I, I should say in the contest, he's your counterpart, and he won the male uh, version of this uh, once again, I don't know how many wins he's got, but I mean, he just—he uh, seems to be uh, synonymous. <laughs> Actually, Joey with... and I are now tied for the most consecutive belts. So Joey won eight belts, and then he lost a year, and then he's now won seven again in a row. So he has a total of fifteen belts, but eight in a row is his record. So now that I have eight belts, if I win again next year, I'll take the record for the most consecutive. <laughs> Do you have a feeling when you start? to eat when you start and you, you had a bad hand this time right you had a you had a damaged hand was this this time you, your Did hand was you give the other women a chance say it again I'm, I'm sorry what was the question oh, right. you you have a bad a bad hand this time right didn't you uh, was your hand damaged? oh yeah 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 um so my my left wrist um was giving me issues i i think i pinched a nerve uh it was really bad about a month ago and i i think it's actually gradually improving um i was afraid that i severed a nerve because you sever it from what i understand you might need surgery to fix it um so yeah i have very limited uh mobility in my left hand so you can see i'm, I'm largely eating with one hand for uh you know i was largely eating with one hand for this year's competition but 
I don't know. My uh, my appointment's tomorrow, actually, so I'll have some better answers. Um, you know, but even Joey had to like outdo me in that one because he showed up in, on crutches with a full boot on his foot. Um, yeah, so both of us were injured to some degree. It just looked a lot more serious. You know, Chris Moore on on uh, on WFAN here in New York had a great line. He said, uh, he, "He said, never mind, Joey chest, uh, Chestnut. I want to know how many." How many chestnuts Joey Hot Dog can eat, and uh, I don't know if, <laughs> if that's his line, but it was a it, I, I, it was a clever line. I, the, but the two of you entertained the crowd big time, and the other competitors as well. Uh, you know when you uh, when you get down to it, it's about fun. I mean, let's face it. I mean, nobody's dying oh, yeah. out there. Nobody's nobody's getting injured out there. It's about having fun, and it's 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 a tradition. It's become a, a, a serious tradition. Uh, is there anything you guys do? You you know now in your new family, is there anything that you're going to uh, plan to to do uh, upon I don't know celebrating this or uh, or taking breaks? Do you have any traditions coming out of the Fourth of July weekend? I mean, you know, just getting to do this is, is, you know, huge and fun for us. So we, we like, well, it is work and we take it very seriously. You know, we, we try to enjoy as much of the week as we, we can, you know, not just let it, not just let it, uh, you know, pass by us. Um, but, uh, I mean, in terms of celebrating, I don't know. In, in terms of taking a break, absolutely not. I mean, we're already looking forward to the next competition. What, when is <laughs> this that? is fun for us. I, honestly, we're very competitive and, it's, you know, this is fun. When is the when is the next competition for you? I think there are um, a couple on the calendar, but um, for us, it's uh, it's going to be ribs. It's my favorite thing to eat on the circuit. Um, at the it's a rib fest in Minnesota, so I need to get all the details. But uh, that's at the end of the month, July thirtieth, I believe, um, right outside of uh, actually at the yeah, Mystic Lake um, at the big casino. Um, but anyway, I have family in the area, so I'll. Uh, you know, go a little bit early, spend time with my grandma, see my cousins, and then go eat some ribs. Hopefully, come back with a another title and belts. Well, ribs, you said, are your favorite. Do you have a least favorite, or do you want to share that with us? Yeah. Um, so, let's see. Two things. Um, I have a phobia of oysters, so I never thought I'd eat oysters in competition. But I had an amazing opportunity to go to. Uh, uh, Hillsborough, Ireland, for five days in exchange for eating oysters for three minutes, and uh, it was such an amazing trip that I, I couldn't turn down the you know that chance. So I ate oysters. So that was a uh, that was interesting. And the other one is uh, spam. A lot of people like spam, but this was spam right out of the can. So invert the can, plop it on a plate, yeah. eat that cube um, for eight minutes. So that was uh, that was not my favorite either. Uh, Mickey, uh, before you go, congratulations once again on the uh, big victory. Enjoy your family. Can you give us a website, social media site to follow along with what you're doing? Yeah. Everything's going to be at thehungrycouple.com. And on YouTube, it's under my name, youtube.com slash Mickey Sudo, M-I-K-I-S-U-T-O. Um, yeah, and you can follow, find uh, all my uh, social media links that way as well as my husband's. Uh, Mickey, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. We'll talk soon or talk next year, at least. Mickey Sudo, everyone, has been our very special guest. Hot dog eating contest uh, once again, and I know we've had a couple of these, uh, you know, these conversations. But you know what? It's, I, you know, it's interesting. You know, it's uh, it, it's interesting. Uh, I. You know, me personally, I, you know, I, I have a hard time watching. I have a hard time watching it. Um, you know, I'm always expecting somebody to, you know, 
somebody not to uh, finish well, if you know what I mean. And and uh, I don't know. It's uh, it's hot dogs, you know. It's hot dog eating contest. But it's always good to talk to someone who does what they do very very well. And she's a champion. She's a you know, an eight time champion now. Joey Chestnut. Uh, again, Chris Moore had the had the great line. He, he said, "I'm going to see how many uh, how many chestnuts Joey Hot Dog can eat." Uh, just uh, you know, Joey Chestnut is is basically a household name. Uh, Mickey is like if you follow this, you'll you'll know who Mickey Sudo is. But Joey Chestnut, who, who we've had before, uh, he is he has been absolutely a household name because of this. It may be an unusual name. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.